everyone, and welcome to another episode of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, a podcast conversation with successful business owners who share their secrets of thriving in business while living with chronic illness. Here's Nancy Becker. Today we're talking with Liz Wendling. Liz, good morning. Hey, Nancy. Happy to be here. Let's do this. I am so excited to hear from you. I first heard about you from another program that I was listening to, and I'm sitting here writing notes and saying, oh, I got to talk to this lady. She's just fantastic. (laughs) So I know that you've got wonderful, wonderful things to share. Let me shut off my ringer so my phone doesn't Yep, I I did that too. Yep. And let's just jump into things. Everybody grab a pen, grab paper. You're going to want to take notes. I can guarantee you. Liz, (laughs) tell us who you are and why I'm saying these things. (laughs) All right. Well, I am Liz Wendling again, and I am a business consultant and sales coach. And I typically work with people who have a very unique issue. They love what they do, but they hate to sell. They love what they're passionate about and what they're doing for a living, but they absolutely positively, their words tell me they hate to sell. And I tell them, too bad, you got to sell. If you have a business, you're in sales. You may not have your sales hat on all day, every day. And the kind of sales that I'm talking about are not the old school kind of selling. I'm talking about the type of sales that feel good to you when you're talking to another client, that resonate with you, that are your words, your language. But without sales, there isn't a business on this planet that is going to stay in business without somebody closing business. So I help business owners who declare that and I teach them how to sell in a way that honors who they are and gets them the results that they're looking for. So it's everything from opening to closing and follow-up and language and how do you communicate with someone and show them that you're not in it just for the sale. You're there for the relationship. And if it's the right fit, we shall move forward. If not, we're going to wish each other luck and bless each other and say goodbye. It isn't about closing everyone. It's about finding the right fit and then honoring what that person needs through the sales process. So I'm also the author of six books and my last two books are very much geared toward professionals One is uh, the heart of authentic selling and the other one is sell without selling your soul. And they're very much geared toward the new sales world. How do you connect and communicate with people today that are so tired of the BS and the crap from the past and being sold things that they didn't want or need? And how can you step into that conversation with grace and ease and flow? I, I, you know, I absolutely love it. And I'm going, yes, that just makes so much sense because I'm one of those people that I hate to sell, but I'm also one of those people that knows that, you know, I can sit here and do my thing 24 hours a day, but unless I eventually say, would you like to have what I'm serving? 
Yes. You know, it's not going to happen. How often does someone that you've never talked to come running up to you and say, sign me up, sign me up. You know, right. it, it doesn't no. happen very often. No. And no one ever says, oh my gosh, I was on your website. I want to buy from you. Or I saw a YouTube video you did. I want to send you money. No, they want to have a conversation with someone to see, are we a fit? Do you have what I need? I'm coming to you to find out if what you offer is what I actually need and want right now. Maybe it's not today. Maybe it's down the road. But the way you treat someone in that conversation determines if they become a client today, next year, or down the road. But if you treat them like crap, they're not coming back. No. I, I'm just, I've got so many questions and so much to ask you. And I'm thinking about me being the, the ideal client for you because, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I am. Yes. <laughs> I'm thinking, and let, let's go through a process here and okay. see what you have to do. Because we both do a lot of work on LinkedIn. For yes. Instance. I have almost 5,000 contacts on LinkedIn. And periodically, I will go in and I will reach out to those contacts and I'll say, hey, hi, how you doing? I'm just, we haven't talked in a while. I'm just checking in, seeing how you're doing. I either get absolutely zero or I get, what are you trying to sell me? I'm not interested. And I've never tried to sell these people anything. Right. You know, I very rarely will ask for a connection. I get the connection requests from other people. Okay. So, you know, for them to say, what are you trying to sell me? And, and I'll go, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm just, you know, just check it in. And yeah, 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 sure. How do you get past that? We're so used to everybody blasting us. Yes. How do you get past that? It's such a beautiful question because everybody is there with their walls up. It's like, don't you dare try to sell me something. I'm not buying anything today. How many times have we walked into a store or we've gone to a conference and it, you tell yourself, I'm leaving my credit card in the car because I don't want someone to try to push me and sell me something. So what, what is happening now, especially on LinkedIn, even email prospecting, Facebook prospecting, Almost everyone's message sounds the same. Hey, how are you? What's going on? I hope you had a great weekend. Hey, I'm just checking in. How are you doing? That is, first of all, it only gets my attention because it's aggravating. It, it actually is a little irritating to people not to call. I'm gonna, I'm, we're just talking straight here today. This is for everyone. It's a little irritating because everyone is using that that. So you're like, all right, I don't even know you and you want to know how I am, even though, Nancy, I don't know you that well, but we had a nice conversation last week and I know your intention is truly pure. It, it can't come across that way because it's all about you. I'm just checking in. I wanted to how even though you say, how are you? A lot of spam messages start out that way. And why would we want to start out sounding spammy and salesy when we don't have to? So if we don't change our language, we can't change our results. If we don't shift how we're approaching conversations with people, then we'll never get different results. So if you are, quote unquote, reaching out to someone, if it's a, if it's a someone you know, it's a different conversation. If it's someone you don't have any clue who they are, 
then it becomes a, a very different situation. So the person that you reached out to, did you know them? Did they know you? Or was it more of a cold reach out? The ones I usually send messages to and the ones that I think my, my listeners send messages to are probably cold. I mean, if it's somebody I know, I'm going, hey, Liz, you know, we yeah. haven't talked in, in three months. And I know the last time we talked, you were going through this or this or this. Are things better now? Yeah. You know, but it's, it's a real conversation. If it's somebody that I don't know. Yes. How do you, you know, how do you actually approach that? then you you have to go into the conversation. Think about when you enter into a room or enter into a conversation, there's already a conversation happening in the room, whether it's nonverbal or verbal. You walk into a networking event, there's conversations happening in the room. So you almost want to think about how do I gracefully and enter into those conversations without coming across spammy or salesy. So for example, right. And, and people are putting their walls up and they're thinking, who is this lady? Let's say it is someone you don't know, but you are connected to. I like emails that say, hi, Jenny. Uh, some of the people that I work with are uh, tell me that they struggle with this, this, and this, or the kind of companies that I like to work with are, uh, struggling right now because their marketing messages seem to be off target. After COVID, they're not sure what to say in an email, so they struggle with putting some of the authentic wording together. I don't know if you're struggling with this or if this is something that you're coming across, but if it is and you'd like to have a conversation, let's get on each other's calendars. So you're throwing an issue out there that they might go, oh, you know what? Yeah, I am struggling with that, or I am having an issue with that. And I'm not a crazy about sending a message like that to a complete stranger, unless you know they're in your niche. For example, I do some work with attorneys. I work with a lot of bankruptcy, financial, uh, bankruptcy, divorce, and uh, estate planning, all very emotional type situations. So I might reach out to a divorce attorney that said the, the family law firms that I work with tell me they struggle with, they have no problem having getting their phone to ring, but they struggle with converting that phone call into a, into a client or, or struggle to get that phone call into a consultation. They don't realize that this is happening or this is going on or they're saying certain things. I don't know if this is happening at your firm. But if that's happening, let's have a conversation. If they go to my website or my LinkedIn profile, they're going to see that I work with attorneys. I'm not just some random person calling them. So these days, Nancy, it takes a little more strategy, it takes a little bit more finessing to make sure that the, the messaging lands on the heart of someone, not in the head where they say, what do you want? What are you trying to sell me? Get, get out of here. We don't know soliciting. <laughs> that's the equivalent. But you know, it's it's interesting because what's popping into my head is when when I'm doing the oh, how are you today and all of this, I'm going just get to it. I yes. know you want to talk to me about sales. So yes, do it. Right. Yeah. Right. So at least when you're doing what you're talking about, you're you really are saying, I want you to hire me but you're saying it through 
these are the things that I help with. Is it something that, right. you know, and you if not, yeah. And, and I get emails back that might say, no, thanks. We're good. Or, wow, you bring up a good point. Can you connect with me in a couple of weeks? I'm in a trial, whatever it is. But I'm looking for the person whose interest I peaked. If you can't pique someone's interest, you will never get their business. If you can't pique their interest, you'll never get their business. I'd scream that from the rooftops. All we want is a little interest for someone to say, wow, that's interesting. No one's ever asked me that. Or, you know what? We are struggling with that. Or that is a challenge at our company. Or yes, I am feeling the way you just described, Nancy. I'm open to talking to you about it. I don't know if I'm the right fit for you, but let's have a conversation. Because everything starts with a good conversation. Everything. Everything in our lives starts with a great conversation. And if you can't have a great conversation, you'll never have a great relationship. I've got goosebumps. I I really do. (laughs) I love this. This is just such important and eye-opening information. And I'm thinking, okay, so we've sent that first. We've gotten a bit of, we've gotten a bit of interest. The next step in the process then is setting up a, a time to talk. Right. Right. How do you jump into that conversation? Well, if you sent the appropriate email, you got their attention, and in that email is a little bit of a, an offer to talk, then the next step is really easy. When you say, if, if this resonates with you and you'd like to get on each other's calendars, let me know. So they'll respond back with a, hey, Nancy, yeah, let's do this. And then you have to be careful here that you don't want to come on too strong too fast because a lot of times people step on the gas here. I got a live one. Let's step on the gas. You could do this a couple of different ways. You can email back and say, um, if you have a calendar link that you'd like me to look at, I'm happy to do that. I can share mine with you. In fact, I'll it, I'll put it in in the underneath my signature line. You you make the, you're basically saying you make the next move. Let me know what you would like to do next. Let me know what your thoughts are on what you would like us to do next. And then it's collaborative versus, okay, here's my calendar, pick a time. And then it feels a little pushy and a little forced. Do you want to finesse this a little differently and almost invite them into that conversation? Here's what we can do next. We could do one of two things. You could send me your calendar, happy to pick a time that works for both of us, or I'm enclosing mine if you just want to do it that way. Let me know what you'd like. Now I invited you. I gave you some steps. It doesn't feel so salesy. I love that. I'm going to have to work on that for myself. And mm-hmm. because for me, and but I always say I, my, my niche is people who have chronic illnesses. Right. And a large part of that is lack of memory, short-term memory. Okay. And if I were to say, send me your calendar, I would probably forget what day I would put down. So I explain and I say, hey, if you're like me, you've probably got some issues going on. Do you mind if I send you my calendar? That way I don't have to try to remember. I know when our appointment's going to be whatever. 
I would, I wouldn't even say, do you mind say, I know that this could be a challenge for me. So I'm going to make it easy on both of us. Here's my calendar. Because Perfect. if you say, do you mind if I send it, then they've got to, <laughs> they could, or they, it, it just takes more work. Now I have to respond back to you. Wait for that. So instead talk about sometimes it's, it's easier to talk about the elephant in the room than pretend it's not there. So when you say, Hey, I know I could be pretty forgetful. So because of that, I'm going to put this in there. Or you know what? I know both of us are probably running around. We're super busy. I'm sending my link. But if you'd prefer to do it differently, let me know. So now both of us feel like I'm in this conversation. Nancy isn't boxing me into a corner saying, how about next Tuesday at two and Thursday at four? Pick one. Nobody falls for that crap anymore. It's old school. Yeah, no, I love that. That's great. So, okay, we've got the appointment set up and we jump on a Zoom call. And, you know, for me, and I and I use myself as an example, but I know that the people I work with have the issues that I have too. So um, I feel comfortable using me as an example. Um, we're on the Zoom call. You and I are sitting here and I go, um, 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 yeah, what am I supposed to talk? I don't want to be salesy. What am I supposed to talk to them about? What's the next step? What well, what are you saying when they get there? Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Did you have a good weekend? How's the weather where you are? All right. All that superficial. Yep. I get it. We've got to connect somehow. I, I don't like the generic stuff. I think we don't stand out. We have no chance of breaking down someone's walls when we show up the same way everybody else does there. Maybe if you know someone, you can say, Hey, how are you? But if you don't know someone, there has to be a finesse it a little differently. I'll give you one example. And, and with, when I'm working with my clients, this is something we work on to make sure that it fits them. It's right for them. It lands on them. It comes out of them as if it's, Oh, that I would say that all day, every day. So I'll, I'll use the divorce ex example again. Many divorce attorneys now are doing face-to-face -face consultations, Zoom calls, just like you and I are doing right now. Almost all of them. And one other thing I want to add, I do a lot of secret shopping for businesses. So I change the name on my Zoom to the person I'm supposed to be that day. And let's say I am having a consultation with a home design company or a window company or a basement refinishing company or a law firm. I am scrutinizing and evaluating how are they truly connecting with me? Is it artificial? Does it feel fake and phony and forced? Or does it truly feel like this person wants to make an effort and connect with me? So with the divorce attorney, we, her and I were going back and forth and we were playing around with, first we get silly and funny and have a few laughs and, uh, you know, like, all right, lady, why do you want to get divorced? You know, and we joke around like that. And then finally we weave into even saying something as simple as, oh my gosh, Nancy, I'm so glad technology worked for both of us. I can actually see your face and you can see me. Sometimes it doesn't work like that. You get a little chuckle. You get someone to say, yeah, and I, I have kids upstairs. So if you hear yelling and screaming, they're, 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 being, they're on their, you know, in their science class right now. Oh, how many kids do you have? Oh my gosh, that must be a challenge. Has it been challenging over the last year to homeschool and keep a job? 
And it all of a sudden you look like a human being and it doesn't feel like that transactional conversation. I'm forcing it. I'm talking about the weather. We've been talking about the weather for a hundred years, right? What's it like where you are? Had you, did you have trouble finding the building? How was the parking? Enough. We have got to bust out of that and create a real, authentic, genuine connection with someone. But it can't be forced and phony. It really has to, you have to say to yourself, wow, that is how I talk to people. That that does feel good to me. And I'm going to do that. Now, you don't have to say it that exact same way. I don't want it to be a script, but I want someone to be able to at least open a call that makes someone kind of perk up and go, oh, wow, we're getting, you know, we're getting right down to business here, but it doesn't feel like business. It feels like, wow, we're, re- we're getting right down to a connection. And that's all people want is a connection. Growing a successful business is hard enough, but trying to do it while adjusting to a new challenge like a chronic illness can definitely derail the best of us. Nancy understands. She has been there, done that. With 30 years of success, she knows the necessary business hacks to increase your income and relieve the day-to-day stress of running a business, all while living in an uncooperative body. Nancy can help you. Connect with her today through the links in the show notes so you can see your business soar higher. Yeah. Well, you and I, when we first jumped on, we were talking about our, our animals, our pets and what's going on with that. I mean, you know, how more personal and real can you get than talking about your pets? No kidding. I had a tear in my eye. You had a tear in your eye. I mean, if you, if you can't get any more of a connection that way, it's like, I, I liked you the last time I spoke to you in our on our on our animal conversation with when whenever you have a tear with someone, that's a connection. I'm there is there's no way around it. And I'm not saying make people cry. I'm just make I'm saying make people feel something. That F word, feelings. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, now Liz, that now that we've got our connection, you want to buy from me? <laughs> <laughs> So your call, when you get on there, I'm imagining you've got a line of questioning or you have some structure. You're having a banter back and forth. You're asking questions about what they're struggling with, what's going on, why are they talking to you? What prompted the call? All that stuff that opens someone up, you're getting information, they're getting information. I don't think, I mean, it happens where people buy the first time that they talk to you and so let's let me ask you this. If somebody does call you is an ideal client, what is it that you do have to sell to them? What type of package or system or process do you sell them or work with them on? Well, for me, it's selling them the tools and the processes to help them have a more smoothly running back office so that they can deal with their health issues and not have to worry about their offices falling. Okay. So that's, that's the bonus. And they must be coming to you because they're struggling with maybe forgetting things or things are falling through the cracks, or they don't feel like they've got a handle on all the moving parts and pieces to their process. You step in, do you work side by side with them? Meaning zoom to zoom. Okay. And is it done over the course of months, weeks? How, how do you work with someone? However long they want it. I have a mastermind program that's been going for 10 years. And I okay. people in the mastermind that started out with it. So it's, you know, it's whatever the person wants. When they say, I've got it, I'm done. 
then we say, okay, you know, you know how to get a hold of me uh-huh. in the future. Otherwise, you know, good luck to you. Or we say, you have questions, you keep asking, I keep helping. And, and do you offer up the, hey, I have a solution? How do you have that conversation with someone? So let's say I have all the bells and whistles and all, I am the perfect client for you. How do you move into, well, here's how I can help. I usually say to them, what are some of the issues that you're dealing with that you would like support of? And when they say, you know, I can't remember, uh, you know, different things like that. I was, was telling somebody the other day something as simple as they forget to get up and stretch every hour and they have really bad muscular problems. And I said, set a, a note on your Alexa or on your Siri or something yeah. where you have to get up and tell it to shut up. Right, right. <laughs> I never thought about that. You know? <laughs> so it's. I get from them what they need. Okay. Which is, I don't, I don't go in and tell them I can help you with this. I say, what do you need? Right. And that, and that's a good businesswoman because the same with me, I'm not going to tell someone they need to go through my LinkedIn bootcamp when they didn't even mention LinkedIn. I am going to uncover peel a layer by layer by layer. I want to know how it's affecting you. Not only that you have the issue, I've got to scratch the surface and say, what is it costing you? How does it feel? How does it keep you stuck? Where, how much is it? You know, what is the, if you don't fix it, what is the end result going to look like? There's, that's a surface question. And the surface, a lot of times what's on the surface isn't always what's really happening. There's stuff underneath and a good spy kind of gets underneath there. I, you know, I hear you saying this, but is this happening too? Or you mentioned this. Can you tell me a little more about that? Or I work with people who say the same thing you just did. And they tell me this, does that resonate with you? And it's all you're really doing is having that peel back conversation, but you're also showing them that this is what you do. I do this all day, every day. That doesn't mean you have to do it with me, but if you're open, this is how I work with people. And it's that kind of conversation. But a lot of times people forget to add the value piece. They think they can just say, I can help, you know, I can help you with this. I can help you with this, but they don't tie the value back to the person. So then they say, okay, well, let me think about it. Let me think, let me, let me get back to you. I need 24 hours. And the idea is to people buy emotionally, not logically. And when someone says, I need to think about it, they're officially telling you, I'm no longer emotional about what you and I are talking about. I'm now up in my head and I'm going to go think about it, but I'm really not. I'm, a, I'm only saying that because it buys me time. So I don't have to look you in the face to say, Nancy, I don't want to work with you. Yeah. And I, I believe that if you do that conversation, well, people trust you so much that they're willing to tell you the truth. When people tell you they need to think about it and then they disappear, something happened in the conversation that chipped away a little bit of trust. Let me ask you this question because I'm I'm using me as an example again. I'm dealing Uh with this right now. I had a conversation. Woman came to me saying, I want to be a part of your mastermind. Okay. I've been a part of masterminds for years and years and years. They've never helped me. They've never supported me. Nobody ever listens to me. Yada, 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 all this stuff. 
but I don't even know what to call myself. I'm having problems with this. So we talked through all of that. And I actually said, well, you know, just off the top of my head, how does this title sound to you? Is this something that resonates with you? Would you like, you know, do you like that feel? Yes. Oh, yes, very much. I love it. Um, and I'll get back with you. I've got the, I've got your link open right now. I'm going to sign up right this minute. And you sit there and you wait for a week and uh -huh. it happens. You know? Then you get another message saying, is it too late? I still want to sign up. And uh -huh. oh, it's not too late. It's never too late. Go ahead. I, you know, here's the link again. Yeah. Um, did you decide you were going to use that title? You know, so I'm having, a, trying to have a conversation. This has now gone on four times in two months. Wow. Where she just keeps coming back and saying, I still want to do it. But then she doesn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> and do and how are you handling it? Are you saying, okay, here's the link again? I'm saying, do you have any other questions? Is there something else that you are unsure about that you would like, you know, to find out before you do this? I'm, I'm trying to get more information. But when do you say enough is enough? There's probably six different directions that can go in, but something like that, when somebody does it twice, some, all right, if somebody forgets once, they just forgot. Somebody does it twice, there's something going on. There is something going on that she is resisting the change, resisting stepping into a new life, resisting stepping into, oh my gosh, new tools. This could be really cool. And then they get afraid right? Yeah. Somebody gets fearful. And I, I'm a, I'm a Jersey girl. So I have no problem calling out what's in the room versus, Oh, I know you're probably busy or you didn't get around to it. No, uh, -uh. I'm hitting, I'm hitting this one straight on. And I'm saying, Nancy, it sounds like you got cold feet. It sounds like there's something that's stopping you from taking a big, bold leap. Before you even put that credit card in, you and I need to have one more conversation. I don't want you, and you're not saying this, but you're, the energy is basically saying, I don't want you in the group if you're this wishy-washy. Yeah. I don't want you in our, you can't bring that kind of energy into my world. And that may sound harsh, but I would never talk to someone that way. My, everything, when I, when I talk to people, it's, it's from my heart up out of my mouth, not my head down out of my mouth. So I will say, Nancy, something's up. And I don't know what it is, but if you and I can straighten it out or talk it through over a phone call, I want to offer that to you. Otherwise, it sounds like you're not ready. Down the road, if you are, if you get around to it, if you want to change your life, I'm always here. But the last thing I want to do is push you off the fence when you're not ready. Apparently sitting on the fence you like the feel on your ass. Okay. So <laughs> you only hurt your ass sitting on the fence. That's it. And you're not the kind of person that is going to force someone to a side they're not ready for. But I tell people, I will not stand and be a part of somebody who wants to sit on the fence for as long as they want to. I'll support you wherever you want to fall, but I don't stand for someone who, who's into the status quo. Either say no or say yes, but your ass is going to hurt sitting where you're sitting. So it's 
it's not necessarily that language, but it's the infusion of that. I'm here for you to support you, but I can't get you to the water You and push your face in it. You've got to walk a little to come over and take a drink, right? Yeah. yeah. And basically the last time we talked, I sort of said that because the feeling, you know, her, her comments were, um, nobody ever listens to me. I would ask questions. I want, you know, I want people to share ideas and things. And I'm going, I will bet you $10 that people actually did give her ideas and thoughts and she yep. didn't hear them. Yeah. And it's a whole lot easier to say, well, nobody's ever giving me anything. So I'm yep. just not going to do it rather right. than take that step. So yeah. But and then that it is very frustrating, but I, I can promise you when you get somebody who is on the fence and you push them a little bit to either get on it, I mean, stay on it and, and, and let's, you know, go back to your life or go yes or no. I think a yes or a no is so much more powerful to be able to say, you know what, Nancy, I decided I've really thought about this and today it's a hard no. Or, you know what, Nancy, I'm sick of thinking about this. Today, it's a yes. That is so much more powerful than sitting on the fence. But when you offer someone, look, it sounds like you are struggling between the yes and the no. Do I make a move or do I stay where, I, where I'm at? I'm happy to have one more conversation with you to see if we can't talk through some of those sticking points. My goal isn't to push you to do something. My goal is to get you off of the fence one way or another. I invite you to that phone call. Now, that phone call is where a whole different Nancy shows up, a whole different Liz shows up. Super supportive, but I'm not buying the BS anymore. I, I am getting into the reason what is there. Why on the phone were you so eager and you told me my website was up, the link was up and you were ready to go? And here we are again and you didn't do it. There's something happening inside of you that is causing this. I'm happy to talk it through, but I'm also happy to let you go back to where you want to go. But I'm here to support you through that. What do you want to do? What do you, what do you think? And I bet, and because I've had people say to me, no one's ever held that space for me, Liz, the way you just did. Or at the end of the conversation, they're like, wow, no one's ever really talked to me like that. People will say, all right, well, you know, give it a couple more weeks and maybe, you know, maybe when you get your shit together, you can, you know, give me a call. I have no problem saying, look, I, you said this, but I'm hearing this instead. So I'm not sure I'm getting the real thing from you. What is really going on? And when people say, wow, you, you really listen at a different level. I was, I was lying to you and you picked up on that because I said something contrary after that. And they said, you know what, if, if this is the way you are in a free call, I can't imagine what you would do with me in a coaching program. And they realize they're coming to me for change. They're not, and, and results. They're not coming for me to, to coddle them. And I always say, you know, when they say, all right, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Let's finally, like, let me sign up right now. I always say, wait a second. Are you sure? Let's, because I'm not hanging up with you. And then you call me in an hour and say, I have cold feet. Let's make sure this is exactly what's on your heart. Is this what you want to do? And I, it's like selling it twice and, when, but I don't do that to everyone. I only do that to people who are having that cold feet. Mm -hmm. And then I, you know, I said, look me in the eye. If you want to do this, I'm happy to send all the paperwork right after this. No, I want to do this. I want to do this. 
And so, and I'll say, and I'm not going to get an email in an hour that says, Liz, I don't want to do this. And, and I get them to really commit to themselves. It's not me closing a sale. It's you committing to you. And then off to the races we go. Gosh, that is such a totally different mentality than what 99.9% yes. of the people out there think. Yeah. And, and, you know, and it's, it's a shame. Yeah. But it's refreshing to hear this and to think, oh my goodness, how, you know, if I can do these things, how much better is it going to be? And then when I start teaching them, some of them will go, wait a minute, wait a minute. You, you, you said that to me on one of our calls. And I, and I will say, that's how you support people. That's how you move them through a decision. It's not, so do you want to want it in red or blue today? I'm not forcing you into a decision. Together, we're collaboratively moving toward a yes for both of us, not just a you yes. It's a me yes, too. We have to both feel like this is right. I, I, oh, I just love all of this. And, and I could keep on asking you questions and listening to you all day. Unfortunately, we are past our time. <laughs> okay. I know it's one of those things that we get going, but I, what, a lot of the things we talked about today are in my book. So I elaborate on them as well. And, you know, and then when someone says, gosh, I read your books, but now I know I need to implement it in the right way. And that's typically where they hire me. Where do we find your books? How does somebody actually get a hold of you? If they they want? can go right to my website, which is lizwendling.com or head over to Amazon, put my name in there and all of my books will show up. The last two are Sell Without Selling Your Soul and The Heart of Authentic Selling. And I've got videos on YouTube. There is no shortage of mud stuff all over the planet. Everybody, you got it. Go look it up. I am going to spend the rest of the day doing my research. <laughs> I absolutely love this. One last question. Yes. Anything that we didn't talk about that you feel you really ought to share? Something I, I happened to say on a podcast the other day, and that is, I think this is the one that you were on, was uh, the selling and the serving thing. When someone says, I don't sell, I just serve. Oh, no, no, not me. I'm only a servant. I don't sell. I would have somebody take a look at that and go deep inside. Are you showing up with servant energy? Meaning you'll bend over backwards. You'll give discounts. You'll let people walk all over you because you're serving. Or are you being strong in your words? Like a lot of the words I shared. There's no, there's really a fine line between selling and serving. They, they weave in together. Don't lie to yourself and tell yourself you're only serving because you're going to leave a lot of money on the table. Figure out a way to serve and sell and your business will explode. Yeah. And that's a really good point. I, I got to keep going. <laughs> People are going to want to hear this. I got to keep going. It's so often people when they're starting their businesses, when they're, you know, when they're just trying to sell and, and they, they give somebody like this woman and they're thinking to themselves, well, maybe I, maybe I'm just charging too much money. You know, maybe I should just uh, give her a discount. Yes. And, and I'll say that to my um, administrative manager and she'll say, like, heck you will. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, she, right. she keeps me in line and she says, no, you won't. Right. <laughs> but that's such a, a common, well, I just feel so, you know, I, I right. know if I wasn't charging her this much, she'd sign on the dotted line. You can't do that. No. And if people see the value in your offer, they say yes. If they don't, then they hem and haw. We have all purchased something higher than what we expected. You go to look for a dress for a wedding and you say, I'm only going to spend 300. But you put on a $700 gorgeous dress and you go, oh my God, I'm getting this. It fits just right. If we see the value in something and it makes your shape look great and you feel amazing, we spend the money. So, but value has to be inherent in you first. You have to own it, know it, feel it, get it. And it's so embedded in you. It's so baked into your bones that when you speak, you are, it's permeating out of your body. They could see your value. And if they don't see it, that's where they say, I need to think about it. Or can I have a discount? Or I can't afford it. And so there's a whole other value conversation that I could talk about for five days. And, but to think that we're just serving and not selling is the biggest lie business owners tell themselves because they would rather serve than actually learn how to sell themselves in their services. And that's, I do have, I do have to share one other thing that's on this topic because okay. I've, I've been on a lot of the receiving ends of phone calls where people are trying to sell me things. Yes. And this one woman, and this was a couple of years ago, but it's still, I still tell the story. So it resonated with me in a very bad way. Yeah. Um, I, she wanted like $18,000 for this program she was doing. And I said, I, I, and I am honest. And I said, I don't, I don't care how much value it has. It sounds wonderful. I'm sincere about the the value. I don't got $18,000. I'm sorry. There's no way that's happening. She literally said to me, well, if you had a child and that child needed a kidney transplant, you would find the money. Think of this business as your child. If you really wanted it badly enough, you'd find the money. (laughs) I I, I don't have any kids, so I guess I don't have to worry about that. Wow. And and I, I'm not surprised hearing that because I've heard variations of that over the years. You know, you said you were struggling and here's the perfect solution and you're going to keep struggling if you don't buy my program. That's the that's not selling. That is not selling. So that is the complete opposite of that. Now, a real kind, generous person would have said, Nancy, I completely get it. And I so appreciate your transparency. If 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 you only have $5,000 in the bank and it costs 18,000 and you really legitimately don't have it. Maybe there's something else we can do. Maybe there's a step down program. How about we do this? What if you start here instead of pulling out the kid in the kidney? Come on. And, and you talk that through instead of push you up against the wall and say, imagine if it was a kid with a kidney problem. That's ridiculous. But that's the stuff people hate about sales. If you don't hold the space for someone as they make a decision, then you are just another person trying to get your hand in their wallet to get their credit card. I don't believe in that. I don't, my business isn't built on that. And when somebody happily gives their credit card to me, it's because we went through a beautiful heartfelt conversation where that person knows I've got your back. 
Liz, I love this. I, I just, I wish I didn't have to say it. Time's up. Okay. <laughs> but right, thank you done. so, so much. Guys, take, listen to what she said today and put it to use because if you truly want your business to grow and to succeed, you've got to use these tools that she's put in your hands today. And let us know how it goes. If you yep. have any questions, I'm sure she's interested. We'll answer. Yes. I would love to know. And so just keep going with everything you're doing and get out there, be productive and soar higher. Until we Amen. talk again next time, guys, thanks for listening and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.